0: This is Todd from the Junkyard Outreach. Welcome, and thanks for joining me. For more information and episodes, check out junkyardoutreach.com. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day of its own trouble. There's a lot of people today that are very worried about everything. You know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and my hair's on fire. You know, they run around like everything's going to explode and things are unraveling. And it appears that that end times scenario that the Bible speaks of so frequently throughout the Old and New Testament is coming into view. We can see things happening that are very interesting and consistent. But what kind of people are we to be? Are we to be people that are going crazy and hiding, waiting for the rapture? Are we to be pointing at all the world leaders and saying, are they the Antichrist? No, we're not. When Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonica about those who had previously died, there was some drama going on about that. And he says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who sleep or are dead, that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. We have to remember that. We do not grieve as people who have no hope. We're not supposed to, but oftentimes it looks like we are those people who have no hope. When in fact, our hope is tremendous. And focusing in on that hope is essential for overcoming Our tendency to worry about everything. And worrying, in my opinion, is offensive to God. And I believe this because when I'm in a situation where I begin to worry about something, I know God is there and will be with me to the end. I know he has the power and wisdom to bring me through troubled times because he always does it. I've been through several very stressful and worrisome situations and God was there and delivered me out of every one of them. So I should have no problem trusting him since he's batting a thousand, but I still do. Not as bad as I used to, but I'm making some progress. But these things that cause me to worry are often things that I have no control over. So it's really pointless to worry. So why do I worry about them? And I don't know. I guess we have a tendency to worry. I think worrying is comforting in some way. But what I do know is that the scriptures are full of verses rebuking a worrisome heart. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So Martha, worried about a lot of things. She was probably the responsible one. And carrying an unreasonable amount of responsibility can create a worrisome or anxious heart. Mary was enjoying the teacher's message, and Martha was worried about serving everybody. So is serving bad? No, but sitting at the feet of Jesus should be a priority over serving guests who really don't need a lot. And in reality, what they really need is to hear the word of Jesus. They don't need a cup of water or something like that. They can live without it. But Martha was a servant. And that's good. But her serving got ahead of Jesus. And I'll bet Martha was the older of the two. I'm the firstborn kid in my family. My wife is an only child. My sons are firstborn, and his wife is a firstborn. So when we get together, there is no lack of opinion on how to do things. But by being preoccupied with the situation at hand, Martha missed the teaching of Jesus. Mary didn't care about serving. She wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. Martha, no doubt, also wanted to hear Jesus, but she couldn't get her mind off of other things. Kind of reminds me of a lot of Christians. Why can't we simply rest in Christ and let the world do its thing? We can't control much of what is happening, but we can choose to draw close to Jesus and allow our own understanding to take a seat while he straightens out our paths, because we must walk by faith and not by sight. And walking by sight only is totally distracting. But understanding that God is in control and has this miserable world right where He wants it to be takes the burden of worry off of us. So have faith. Hebrews 11 6. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. When we walk by sight and not faith, we will often miss the things that God is doing right there before our very eyes and will blow opportunities right out of the water, to really build up his kingdom and to glorify his name. And that's exactly what I'm seeing among many believers. Whereas those who are simply walking by faith, they see the day. You know, it's it's another day to live. And as I'm going to live, I'm going to be a light in the darkness. Yeah, things are screwy and, you know, the world's falling apart, it seems. But you know what? I'm not going to fall apart. I'm going to stand on that solid foundation. And I'm not going to worry. And I'm going to be thankful for what I have. Not get my eyes off of Jesus and what he has already done for me. Philippians four six. do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will surpass all our own understanding, and we're not supposed to be leaning on that anyway, and that peace will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Guard our hearts and minds from what? Well, let's see, all the drama on the news, which I don't watch anyway for a number of reasons. The liberals are coming, the liberals are coming. The rise of the Antichrist, which many churchgoers are totally obsessed with. The persecution of the church, much of which is a response against arrogant preachers spewing hate from the pulpit and not love. Oh, and let's not forget the most important thing in all creation that I need to focus on. My comfort. Yeah, I think we need the peace of God to guard us against these things, that we won't be distracted from our responsibility to be a good witness in this world. So please hear me. The world is watching us to see how we respond to opposition. When we respond in a way that glorifies God, we demonstrate that our faith is real. And that makes an impact on those who want to know God but really don't. And there's a lot of people out there that want to know God, but so many believers just make them sick. But when we behave like paranoid freak shows, they simply shake their heads and dismiss us as fools. And they're right. And this is right where the devil wants us, where he can devour us. The devil is devouring a lot of people and has been doing it for a long time. He knows how to divide. He knows how to conquer it. He's the architect of it. So let's not divide And let's not be conquered, rather stand on that solid rock we have as our foundation. 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties or worries on him, because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. So let's not worry about how dark the world gets. Let's worry about how bright our light shines. God's going to take care of those who do evil. And hopefully he takes care of them by saving their souls, like he did me. But in his timing, he will do as he pleases. His will will be done. And yes, we may experience suffering, even death, for our faith. But God's still in control and our hope is not here. Rather, it's in eternity with Jesus. Psalm 37, 1. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Stay on track. Don't let this screwy world that has mocked God from the beginning discourage you. He chose you because he loves you and now he's ready to act. Are you ready to trust him, or are you still weighed down? Proverbs twelve twenty five. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Here's another translation. Worry can rob you of happiness, but kind words will cheer you up. This is your good word, and be glad. Be of good cheer. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs 17, 22. Whatever happens, tonight, tomorrow, the next day, it's part of God's plan for our lives. He already has it written. It's all written out already. The story has already been told. It's done in God's eyes. There's no reason to fret, but there's every reason to trust in Jesus. Thank you.